To mark Anti-Bullying Week, Dieter Volker, Professor of Developmental Psychology and Individual Differences at the University of Warwick, discusses his latest research into using virtual reality games to combat bullying. You've carried out a great deal of research into the psychological effects of bullying in children. What are the factors that contribute to a child being bullied? Uh, it's very important to understand how the process of bullying works. If a child comes new in the class, or if a class starts new assembled together, bullies will start actually trying out different children. And those children who show a reaction, for example, start crying, uh, don't know what to do, or have got very few friends, uh, then become the targets they home in and usually have got assistance. So there are three factors that are related to, to it. Uh, one are child characteristics, like either being quite shy or withdrawn or very impulsive, so that you always break rules and you're annoying for people. The other thing is that these children have got poorer social skills, so they find it difficult to make friends. If you've got friends, the friends come in and say, oh, come on, leave him or leave her alone. If you don't have these friends in this group, then it becomes much more difficult. And the third thing is that you don't feel strong. So it actually means that you don't say, like, for example, the child doesn't say, oh, come on, leave me alone, or what rubbish are you talking, or don't push me, or they don't fight back. So it's a clear reaction. So that are the child characteristics, but they're also family characteristics. And it's interesting that you find that they're either, in particular those children become victimized, might have quite protective parents who have done everything for them on the playground, like little Johnny couldn't be touched or he couldn't play. They intervene at every time. So the child has never learned how to solve conflicts. So they have no skills when they get to school. And of course the children can't sit next to the child on the school bench uh, and help their child. All the parents are themselves or the siblings have been bullied so that the child has experienced being victimized, being put down. And uh, we found in one of the researchers that you're four times more likely to become a victim again in school if you have been bullied by uh, your sibling. And this is particular older brothers as a risk factor. What kind of effect does bullying have on a child? Well, there is a wide, there are a wide range of effects. And what first happened is that people have looked at uh, children who were bullied, I mean victimized, and then have looked at the same times whether they have emotional problems or behavior problem. The problem is a chicken-egg problem. It could be that the child has emotional problems and that's why they get victimized, because they're more vulnerable. But now it's pretty clear from longitudinal studies that uh, children who have been victimized are more likely to have emotional problems like anxiety or depression. Uh, and the original research on bullying started that these children are also more likely to have suicidal thoughts or actually commit suicide. So in the 1970s, the research actually in Norway started because there were three cases in the newspapers uh, of children who had killed themselves because they were, were victimized. So that's the extreme. And we recently demonstrated that children who were victimized are more likely also to develop psychotic symptoms, like, for example, d uh, delusions or paranoid thoughts, which could be quite serious if mm -hmm. they continue into adult uh, life. The other range is, which is often not recognized, is that these children have then more often health problems, like, for example, complain about headaches, tummy aches, uh, find it difficult to go to sleep,
And these are also signs, which can be potential signs, that they are related to victimisation. Those are some telltale signs, but are there other signs that parents and teachers can pick up that show a child's being bullied? The important thing is there's not one thing mm. which you can pick up. It's not like if you show this particular sign, then most likely you're victimised. Rather, it's a constellation of different things. And these are, for example, these are health problems uh, that the children show, find it difficult to fall uh, asleep, that they really don't like to talk about school, that the child comes back, for example, with physical bullying, with marks on the body, which are not explained, and they say, well, I've fallen, but they are at, at places where you would normally not fall on, mm -hmm. yeah, so that they, uh, that they have uh, been beaten, that they invent a number of different things that they don't want to go to school, or they skive off school, so that they're truant, uh, basically. Uh, and that happens more frequently in children who are in secondary school. So it's a constellation of being more withdrawn, uh, also having few friends who come around, so not being invited for, but if you're younger, like sleepovers mm -hmm. uh, or going to parties, etc. So the constellation of different things may lead parents or teachers to probe or also, if you go to a doctor, to probe how's it going with uh, with with class colleagues or other pupils in school, how is schooling, etc. For example, just having the thing not to talk about school as uh, adolescents don't like to talk about it. So by itself, you can't just take one telltale yeah. side. So you've just had some research published looking at a virtual reality anti-bullying intervention. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, recently there has been a lot of interest that there's a new type of bullying, which is actually called cyberbullying. Mm -hmm. So technology got a bad name, like you've got Facebook and they publish highly embarrassing pictures on Facebook, or bullying has been extended from the school period now for 24 hours, so that you can get text messages, you can get emails, uh, you can be put on social communication sites, 24 hours a day. But the research also shows these are the same children who are bullied at school. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a strong overlap with this. But technology can also be used in a very positive way. And one of the things we thought about is that whole school policies or just policies which have to be implemented, for example, in Britain uh, by decree, uh, are not terribly helpful if they're not imp implemented properly. So we have developed a virtual learning environment uh, it is similar to a computer game in one way, but it's different in other ways. In the computer game, normally, like you play Lara Croft, you shoot her, and then you start the game again. Mm -hmm. So important was in this game that you actually build up empathy with scenarios that portray victimization situations, either that you're verbally or physically victimized, or relationally, like excluded, you can't be coming to our party, you can't be in our working group, you can't play with us. And uh, what we did in this particular study is we did a trial where we had half of the group of children, uh, there were 1,100, uh, received this virtual learning intervention. So they played, had on a computer, were exposed to different scenarios of bullying. And then the victims asked the user, who was the pupil, uh, to give them advice. What can I do? that I, for example, get into this group? Or what can I do that this bully doesn't hit me? And the child had to give suggestions. However, the agent, that's what we call the pupil in these scenarios uh, on the computer, 
are intelligent agents. So they had actually built an artificial intelligence that they could feel emotions, uh, that they would not just do anything, like, for example, the pupils said, just hit him back. Mm. Uh, then they would consider with their previous experiences they had made, these agents, and would say, but I'm not strong enough. So they wouldn't take every suggestion, but depending on their experiences in these scenarios before, they would alter. It's called emergent narrative. So it mm. was more complicated than just playing, because then you could have done just uh, played a video, uh, and, and, and this is different. So these children uh, had, on average, three sessions for about half an hour playing uh, this particular game, in inverted commas, and then we evaluated them after they had done this over a four-week period. And we found that, in particular, those children that were previously victimized, more of them had actually escaped victimization, 41% of these children. Then we assessed them again four weeks later, and this effect had evaporated. I mean, there was still a small difference, but it wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. So what, does it, what it shows is, A, it can work in this situation, but just doing it three times is not enough to maintain an effect. Yeah. Secondly, that it presumably needs to be integrated with some other procedures, like, for example, peer networking, that you've got a befriending scheme in the school, and a whole school policy, like that you do role-playing in the classroom, uh, that you have got very clear uh, measures when someone has been, been bullied, that it needs to be integrated. Uh, and why do I say that? Well, we found that those children who actually played with this longer, they showed more effect. I mean, they were more likely to escape victimization or not become victims than those with, who played with it for a shorter period of time. So there was a dose-response relationship. And the, the children that were playing the games, were they all children that were victims or could become victims, or were there also children that were, would, could be classed as bullies? Yes, there were. All of the children in the classroom took part. Uh, because we couldn't, for ethical reasons, not isolate the victims, yeah. yeah, because then they would be victimized again or labeled. So everyone took part, but we knew whether they were involved in bullying or they were victims because they gave us self-reports, plus the other peers nominated. They said who in the class were the victims or who were the bullies. Uh, and it's very important that you ask this question because one of the things could be that you do this, uh, these scenarios, and a bully could learn to become a more effective bully in this situation. So we tested, actually, as well, that it didn't have adverse effects, that you now suddenly had more bullies, that we had trained them to become bullies because now they understand even better how to bully <laughs> other children, and that was not the case. So the effect was really to reduce victimization. And to really build up this program, it was done over six years. The reason for this is that we had to do a lot of pre-trials. We had to decide whether they wanted real uh, agent figures, someone who looks like a real person, but the children preferred cartoony-type characters. The second thing is, do they empathize with the victim, or do they see as the hero the bully? And they clearly empathize with the victim, because it's important to, to build this relationship with what they, they, they play with on the screen. So all of these pre-tests were done, and we were very pleased to see that it, that it can work. 
And for the future, a possibility would be now to say, well, virtual learning can work. Mm -hmm. It would work presumably better if it would be, there would be exposure for a longer period of time. But if it can work in school, it could presumably also work on the web. So a child who is victimized could actually learn in their own bedroom or at home on the computer of what are the alternatives of what I can do to get out of victimization. And do you think it could also be something that parents could do with their children as well if they suspect their children are being bullied, a way of raising the subject? I, I would say what is very important that the child plays themselves mm -hmm. with it. I think it would be quite good if parents would do it as well. I mean, you don't only have bullying at school, you have got bullying at work. Yeah. And at the workplace, you could have something which would work at the workplace. That was one of the things which we try to do in further research, but of course we need funding for this, because the mechanisms are very, very similar. Because what you have at the workplace or at school is that you get a number of people together you wouldn't have chosen to be together with, but you have to work together. They're not all your friends. Yeah, It's quite different going on the playground or going out, so you go with your friends. But at work or at school, you get a number of people together who either didn't know each other, but you have to work together and have good social relationships, even though you wouldn't want to go to the pub afterwards with that. <laughs> yeah? So and to find to find the right way and balance. So it could be used also with, with adults. But I wouldn't necessarily advise that the parents use it and then uh, uh, give the information to the child. It's very important that the child actually learns the coping mechanisms and knowledge about it mm -hmm. uh, and the different things the child could actually suggest. Because if the child didn't have a suggestion, then the computer would actually generate and would say uh, of these different things like from fighting back, trying to find a friend, talk to your parents, talk to a teacher, you will give the child alternatives. What would you do? So it can also learn uh, alternatives it didn't know about. When bullies have used it, um, or children that you'd identified as bullies, did it have any perceivable effect on their behaviour? Well, in the pre-studies, uh, it was actually shown that in particular those who are pure bullies that are those children who never get victimized, who are the ringleaders, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in a way, showed less empathy with the victims. And that is something which has been called cold cognition. So they're usually very good. Bullies are usually very good in understanding social situations. They're good in manipulating them, not to be found out because they have got their assistants who hold the child down or shout and so on. Uh, and uh, but show little empathy. So what they do is not emotionally getting to them. So the research that you did, you looked at children in the UK and in Germany. Did you find a difference? Do you think the bullying problem is consistent across the countries that you've looked at, or do you find it's worse in the UK? Well, there are a number of studies. I mean, other studies which have been done in the OECD countries or across Europe by the World Health Organization, and uh, they actually found that bullying and victimization is a problem across different countries. But they're quite important differences. And one of the differences is that uh, I don't know whether one should be proud about it or not, definitely not, is that the UK is always leading <laughs> in a way. We found also in this comparison, because half of the children came from Germany, schools in Germany took part and half in, in the UK, and we found that uh, in the UK there were more victims, but in particular there were more bullies. 
there were about four times as many bullies than in Germany. Mm. Now, in self-reports, it can be that you're more likely to admit. Uh, but even in peer nominations, you find that there is, is a difference. And in the other studies which have been done across countries, uh, uh, Britain is always in the top third on children who get victimised. Why do you think that is? Is there any ideas about why the UK is always in the top three? I mean, we really get into the realm of speculation, but we did in a previous study, we actually compare, uh, try to compare factors between different schools. I mean, the, the, the first factor is that in some of the countries in Europe, you don't go to school till 3.30 in the afternoon in primary school, but you finish at lunchtime. So what actually happens is that you have got less time, less time in school. I mean, you start earlier. And there are more break times. And a lot of bullying actually occurs outside the classroom, so it's in the playground, etc. And there is poorer, I mean, people have identified poorer supervision, if you have got them in the, in the classroom. The other thing is the myth about uh, that you think in inner city areas and in big schools, you have got a lot more bullying than in small schools. I think the British like the village school, the little cottage-type school, etc. However, for bullying, what it means is if you go in this cutesy little school and you only have got one class per year, once you become a victim and you're in a smaller place, there is no escape for you. Mm -hmm. There's no possibility to go to, into another classroom. Uh, you get a reputation and often you meet the children even outside. So actually having small primary schools strangely enough, maybe one fact that's related to, uh, to this as well. And the third thing is, really, if we compare to Scandinavian or Central European countries, maybe also a different attitude to smacking, hitting, etc., that uh, more draconian measures are used by parents rather than using psychological factors of reinforcement or not. And this has been reported in international rep uh, uh, reports on parenting that it may be more authoritarian in some way or you fly off the handle more. And if you learn this at home that it works, mm -hmm. why not try it on your peers?